This is the Neutral Zone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Neutral Zone. We are well over a week into the season already. There have been many different storylines that have happened, and we are really excited to have hockey back. My name is Jesse. I am the Rangers admin for the page. I go by the hashtag CriesMeARiver. This is Brett, the Panthers admin, going by All Barkov, No Bite. This is Cash, your favorite Bruins admin, who goes by Neverending Pasta. And this is Ethan, your Dallas Stars admin, and I go by Double Penetration. There's been a lot of conversation about shootout moves, particularly with Evgeny Kuznetsov, who likes to go in really painstakingly slow. A lot of people are saying that it is a travesty for the game. It is not. It is making a mockery of the game. I personally think the shootout makes a mockery of the game. I hate the whole entire shootout process. Just keep it. Just keep the overtime going forever. No, I'm kidding. That's too much. But I like the way that Kuznetsov does it. I mean, if it works, why, why have a problem with it, right? I mean, it's not breaking any sort of rules. The the puck is continuously moving forward. Any scores. If you have an issue with that, then change the rule or get rid of the shootout. So I I think the the Kuznetsov shot is really just highlighting a bigger thing, and it's it's bringing something back to light. In that, is the shootout good? No, the shootout is not good. I I was uh my for me if it comes to the shootout, like I understand that games in particular in the in the regular season they can't go on forever. I get that, and I understand why you have the shootout. I think that they should extend the overtime period to ten minutes, and then if nobody scores in that ten minutes, okay, go to a shootout, do what you got to do, whatever. I think that you'll have a lot more games ending in that ten minute overtime the than they will and end in a shootout. Yeah, I actually really like that idea, Jesse. One comment I wanted to make um, before you're talking about the rule changes. We've seen that happen before in the shootout. You remember everyone was doing that um, spinorama move, and then that got totally outlawed. The puck has to go yes. forward now. Yes. So if they really had that much of a problem, I mean, is anyone other than Kuznetsov doing this move? I don't think so. Patrick Kane used to. Okay. so, so yeah, he, he used to skate in fast, and then he'd slam the okay. brakes and do a little deke thing. We saw that happen with someone else too, where he's where he, I don't remember who it was. I, uh, I'll have to find the video, but he skated in. He was going a little quick. He stopped. I don't think he he scored a goal on it though. Like Kuznetsov, ha- like Kuznetsov has been consistent yeah. in scoring goals with his slow motion move on in. So that's kind of the point I'm making. Like it's really like only him who's utilizing it, utilizing it, and utilizing it effectively. If if we started seeing like even tw- maybe ten percent of NHL players doing it, then maybe it's a problem. And the solution to it, again, I don't think they should do this, but a solution that would just be doing like a shot clock. Like you have to put a shot on net in like six seconds or something. I think they do have, there is a little bit of a timer if I'm not mistaken. It was nine seconds for this one. I watched, I watched, I watched a YouTube video and they timed it. It was like a nine second from when he picked up the puck at center ice and then finally put it in the goal. Uh, Jesse, are you thinking of Kucherov? Because he has his infamous shootout move where he will go right down the line real fast, slow up, and he'll deke over the puck and just let the puck go through the five hole. I don't he, know. Who, he won't even like touch it again. I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Kucherov. That's a great move. Uh, by the it, way. It, it was another. It is. <laughs> you're, you're you're complimenting a lightning player. Hey, I I, <laughs> I wish, you know Barkov's one of the best shootout players in NHL history because there's not been that many shootout players so. We've got. We've already got one. Game recognizes game. TJ Oshie Olympics. TJ Oshie, one of the all-time greats. Now Olympic shootouts. That's stupid. That was pretty stupid. Uh, and also, you know what? We don't have to go into this too much. But with that Olympics, where TJ Oshie, it was so dumb that he could just keep going back out there. Like that was so dumb. <laughs> Wasn't that against Bobrovsky too? It might have been. I, I don't remember because I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care about Bobrovsky back then. Editor Ethan here. It was, in fact, against Bobrovsky, and that's worth noting. Now back to the podcast. As far as the overtime goes, unless they do like four on four for five minutes and then like three on three for five minutes, I, I don't want to. My thing is I don't want to see a tie. That's one of the reasons why I don't uh, want to. No, I'm not. No, 
I'm not going to sit never down for 90 minutes and watch soccer and have it end in a tie. That's stupid. You know? I would never advocate for bringing back ties. I don't think that that's the right way to do it. But, you know, I, I feel like if you did a 10-minute overtime period, whether you do the four-on-four, four, whether you do the three-on-three, three, whether you split it up, I think that you'll get more games ending in that 10-minute overtime than you would having go to shootouts. If if it's necessary, then okay, whatever. Go to a shootout, do what you got to do, end the game. You know, we can't, like I said, you can't have them going on forever. But... I just, I just don't think that the shootout. I think the shootout makes a mockery of the game more so than uh, what what Kuznetsov does. I don't think that. I think that he's just working within the parameters of the rules that are given to him, and he's doing what he's got to do, and he's he's scoring goals on it, and he's en- he's ending games. So I don't really have an issue with it. I just hate the shootout as a whole. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Overtime was five on five for a while. Then the AHL tried three on three. They liked it, and they went to three on three. So it's it's more of a matter of, I mean, you hear the people also saying that, you know, three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss, and then we're talking about revamping the whole NHL point system, which I don't really want to do either. Yeah, I don't think you do that. I'm I'm on board. Keep the shootout still in, like, the realm of possibilities that it could go to a shootout, but... Th- like I think a good first step is like what Jesse said, extend overtime to ten minutes, and you're good. You're going to weed out shootouts naturally, and then if it does go to a shootout, then hey, you know you had ten minutes. You exactly. You ha- it deserves to go to a shootout at that point. The five minutes I think is is just too short, which is crazy considering how much ice there is uh, in that three v three. I I actually like the three v three. I don't think that it's a, a oh yeah too much of a, of a problem there. I I, I think the three on three is great. It's been one of the greatest um changes that we've seen in hockey in our lifetime because we're all right around the age where we had to deal with the lockout early on and that's when the shootout was introduced um the four on four there's open ice there but it 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 was there were so many games going to the shootout with the four on four and since we've seen the three on three i think it's some of the most exciting hockey that we get to see the the best skilled players and the fastest players take advantage of it and 10 minutes, I think someone gets it done. I mean, teams get so close in just five minutes. Yeah, I think the one thing, which then we could debate this as well, is if you're going to do a full 10-minute overtime, do you take the time to do like a quick Zamboni of the ice? Because Mm. I think that might be part of the reason for sticking to five minutes is the ice is super chewed up already. Would it be worth extending the game however long it would take to do that quick exam. I think you would have to. With the way that the ice can can be torn up, especially um, in certain hotter climates like places in Florida, uh, Arizona, I think it would make sense to do a quick Zamboni just to ensure that the surface is even for both teams to play on. You just made a comment that Gretzky got absolutely roasted for um, <laughs> a little while ago, last year's Stanley Cup final. He, he was making comments about the heat when he played in the nineties in the Miami arena and like he said, like the ice would start to melt. I'm like, that does not happen anymore that they have good enough technology where it doesn't matter which arena you're playing in. The the ice service is still going to be fine. Whether you're doing a game in uh, Amaret bank arena or Rogers center, you know, (laughs) at least I'm on par with the great one, I guess. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I, there are, I mean, there, I think it's TD Garden where they've had issues. It's not so much on the hockey side, but it's on the NBA side where like the court over top is like slicker and things like that. So it's like the technology is there, but it's also there's still hiccups, even though I know that's going the other way with NBA, not NHL. But But plus the other thing is like when you have the bull gang switching over from NBA to NHL or something like that, vice versa, you're not going to get the pristine ice conditions you're used to. And, I mean, as someone from an HVAC point of view, I mean, you have to have the same conditions all the time to guarantee the same results. Now, see, that's interesting because the, at least at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, it's almost like they kick the AC super hard in intermission. But then you go through the period and it gets warmer. You can tell they're, they're conserving it. 
And then they just, you know, oh, Vancouver just scored. Well, they probably do that. So, you know, they figure everyone's out of the suites during the intermission. So, and then once the game gets back on, they have to make sure all the rich people are nice and cool. In I want to be nice and oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there might be a lot of truth to that cast, actually. <laughs> Any other comments about the shootout? Get out. Get it out of here. <laughs> get rid of the shootout. No, just extend overtime. <laughs> I think the Zamboni comment, Ethan, is, is very interesting. How much it's time? Valid, yeah. How much time does that normally take? I mean, it, it takes the majority of an intermission. You're right. That's true. And intermissions they're normally like like 10, 15 minutes. F- fifteen minutes. Yeah. And yeah. so you're like adding that onto the game, uh, plus five more minutes. Right. And like because right now when you go to three on three overtime, as soon as the the regulation clock hits zero, we're playing. We're going three on three. I think you run. A risk, especially when players are playing at such high speeds on three on three of injuries. And so then you have a safety concern if, if there is there, I mean, I'm not, I don't play hockey and I, I know how to ice skate, but I don't do it that often. So I don't know how much that would really impact if they're playing on ice. That's been being skated on for 30 straight minutes. Think of the, the most chewed up ice rink you've ever just public skate, you know, an NHL game, for, with fresh ice, like start of the game, within three to five minutes, the ice is chewed up yeah. like the most chewed up public skating rink you've been to. That That's the thing. And so you've gone a whole third period with chewing it up. Then you're going to go. I'm shocked that they don't already use the Zamboni. But if currently, it's to better the game. Mean, yeah, with just yeah, the yeah currently. Like, even that going after a whole third period, hey, let's go five more minutes on this super chewed up ice. That's crazy to me. But if, you know, I get the time thing, that's going to be a whole thing with TV networks and stuff like that. But it, if it betters the game, why not? Just, it's 15 more minutes to zam the ice. I mean, you had um, Panthers and Hurricanes fans staying for four extra periods of hockey. So, I mean... <laughs> I know that's playoffs. Granted, but, that's playoffs. <laughs> but uh, I think I think fans would stick around for that. The Anaheim Ducks announced today that the second overall pick of the 2023 draft, Leo Carlson, will be in the lineup today against the Bruins. Um, it looks it, like Cass, he'll be. He's in my fantasy team, and you're just letting me know this now. Well, and it starts at 10:30 <laughs> Eastern, so you got 15 I'll see minutes. If I can but, switch. I think I have to drop somebody. <laughs> uh, it looks like he'll be on the top line with. Uh, uh, Zegris and Troy Terry, so that could be a lethal line Ooh. if they find some chemistry, without a doubt. Um, but I just wanted to hear you guys' opinion on it, and obviously we know, I think he had some sort of knee injury, but obviously if he's back, they wouldn't be rushing him to his first game, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I just hope he lays a goose egg because he's playing the, the Bruins. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because we've already seen two of the top three debuts. Honestly, obviously, Obviously, Bedard being the biggest, and we've seen him already do well. He's got his he's a point per game right now, and if he finishes with 82 points in his rookie season, phenomenal. You know, um, I'm not sure how well Fantilli has done. I don't think he's done as well as Bedard has. Um, I haven't watched any Columbus games, so I, I don't know. But um, it'll be interesting to see if Leo Carlson can like. I think there's this um, concern that if the rookies can match the hype of Bedard, it's not going to happen. Even even if someone plays better than Bedard, they might still not get the same attention that he is. Um, but it, which is fine, yeah, it, it is fine. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how well he does being because they're giving him top six minutes, so he's not coming in doing this third line role. Um, he's going to be up there with the top players. I saw even potentially he's going to be up with uh, on the wing with Terry and Zegris, so he could do something if that line. It's off. You could see a big year from him. Logan Cooley. Yeah, Logan Cooley. I think, you know, Logan Cooley, I made a meme about it last week. I think I even talked about it on the podcast. He's, and and I only know this because I have him on fantasy for a few leagues, but he's doing stuff. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's close to Bedard's point total. What's his stats right now, Ethan? Uh, in three games played, three assists, so point per game. So we're still waiting his first NHL career goal, which I think he's just waiting to put on another highlight reel goal like he did in Australia. 
I already made. I think I made a comment on that um, last podcast. But I mean, that was that was one of the coolest goals, and it, it sucks that it was in preseason. We need to see him do it again, regular season. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Cooley seems like one of those players who's got like that wow factor. You're gonna see a. He's gonna be the guy you see on Twitter slash X on Instagram where he does those sneaky crazy moves, and you're like, "Holy crap, this kid's good." Cats just won. Woo! You know who? You know who else just won, right? <laughs> Um, Calgary I'm Flames, Calgary, baby. Maybe I'll have yep. to let it go. <laughs> I've already, I already got enough teams that I dislike. I was going to mention about the the Pacific Division and how there's already just craziness happening there. Uh, currently, uh, the Flyers are beating Edmonton four to one. So, Dude, I mean, we're going to see them drop. Yeah, man, we're going to see them drop again. They won their they they won their first game last night. They I played think it Nashville was. and just kept. Pumping the net. Oh yeah, the, the other in the night first and period. Them. Yeah, but yeah, we're, I mean, the Canucks are currently ranked second. The Kings are third. The Flames are fourth. Kraken don't have a win yet. So I mean, it's crazy to see what's happening in the Pacific. We're hoping you get your first one tonight. All right, Jesse. I mean, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if everyone is. I am. Jack Campbell is in net tonight. He currently is sporting a eight two six save percentage. <laughs> Dude, I got Stuart Skinner. In uh, one of my fantasy league, actually, I've got him in both of my leagues that I'm playing in, and not been great, but at least he hasn't been in net as often because he's like putting up. They're both put up negative stats right now. <laughs> so Leo Carlson has, you know, gotten his call from the Ducks. There are some free agents out there though that have not been signed. Uh, just looking at the short list, Phil Kessel's one. Rest in peace, Iron Man streak. <laughs> yeah. Which it, his whole thing was like, I'll give that up. And he's kind of had to just give that up anyway. Yep. <laughs> I got an Ethan hot take for Phil Kessel. He's going to join the New York Islanders just because Nathan's famous hot dogs was based in Brooklyn. <laughs> Those are two different places, though. The closest place to Brooklyn, all right? The Islanders could be the best fit for him, and it's going to be, oh my gosh, the memes just from our page <laughs> would just be endless. Powered by Nathan. <laughs> Who has the older average age? Is it the Islanders or the Penguins? Hashtag it's Tyson, shout penguins. out. Yeah, the Penguins. I think it's the Penguins. Um, I'm interested to see who else is on that list, Ethan. I think you said Patrick Yeah, Kane. yeah, the list. Patrick Kane is on the list, and the two teams that are showing a little bit of interest as of now. Now, he's already said he's going to wait till he's fully recovered. I saw something saying that he thinks he'll start talking to teams in November. Yeah, uh, that's about when he's going to be ready to start skating, stuff like that. But the two teams that have supposedly shown interest are your Florida, uh, Florida Panthers, Brett, yep. and the Buffalo Sabres, which I think... I would put the over more on the Sabres just yeah, because that's his be going home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did hear them. I did hear the Rangers are, are in that uh, in that conversation as well, which please don't don't bring him back. Just yeah, I heard Rangers and Red Wings. Just please don't bring him back for the love of God. Like why? Like I, I understand he was injured last year. I get that he had a lot of things going on, but just no, don't do it. Don't do it. Get help. <laughs> I've been hearing the Patrick Kane to Florida rumors quite a bit, just because our top six, not not elite, sucks. I'll say it. Yeah, well, it doesn't suck. Come on, uh, but it's not like one of the best. We have some weak spots. So they've been saying Patrick Kane will kind of shore up that top six. I have no idea if Patrick Kane has any interest in coming to Florida. I think that's all those rumors have been. Um, I saw one thing that mentioned him potentially. The thing I mentioned about him. Um, talking to teams in November, Florida wasn't on the list anymore, even though he's kind of consistently been on. So that made me kind of think like, well, then maybe that's just people thinking, Hey, it might be a good fit because the Panthers top six isn't great. Um, but the issue becomes the only way he's getting on this team is with minimum cap. And I think some team will pay him more than that. Yeah. He's um, not we have that. the cap space right <laughs> now, but we, you have $404. <laughs> yes, I know. But we could send, that's because we have a couple guys up right now. We'd have to run with a 20-man roster, um, and we could do it. We could do it. Um, but what I was going to say is, right now, Montour and Ekblad, both on LTIR. We want them to be back. We expect them be, to be back. 
So then that's going to put us in a rough situation. Like someone's going to have to get traded. Someone's going to have to get waived. Or I don't think you can get buy out in the middle of the season. But um, would you well, be willing to do that for Patrick Kane? No. Would you like? Is there anybody on your team? Exactly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that either. He's not going to play to the level he's been at. I mean, he's he's just not. It's it'd be a bad decision at all. I think a, a team that's bad, like I, Buffalo's not bad. I so I don't I don't see them really taking them. I feel like maybe Arizona. I mean, they got they got all the money in the world over there. Um, he could go. I don't I, think he would go thing, to Arizona. He has said he wants to play for a contender. Okay, so he and won't go that's kind of what makes November a great time to start looking because you're going to have a better idea right. where people are at. You know, Florida. No offense. I, I'm not saying they couldn't make a cup run, but they're not going to be on a player's list of oh, this is a contender. Um, I wouldn't say the Sabres are either, but they do have 8.8 million in cap space. And the thing with the Sabres, at the very least, is that, uh, that, like you said, that's his hometown. Like, that would be more of a reason and more of an incentive for him to go to Buffalo over anywhere else. The other thing is, I don't think Patrick Kane is going to be pinching pennies because the guy's made $115.6 million in his career. So, I'll take... Uh, a half a percentage of what he has, please. Yeah, but, but <laughs> if you're the Florida Panthers, do you go to him and say, hey, you want a one-year deal for $404? <laughs> hey, we tried to do that with Claude Giroux, and he was like, nah, man, I, I know I can't go get more money. <laughs> also on the list is Zach Parise. Oh. Next. He, did, he, uh, did he even play last year? Yes. Okay. Barely remember. He had 21 goals, 34 oh. points. In 82 games. That you, when you said 21 goals, that was I was not expecting that. I mean, I know yeah. other guys do more, but for him, he's right around 40, might even be 40. Um, 21 goals, not bad for a vet. Uh, but they're, they're basically just saying, you know, maybe by Thanksgiving, there's going to be a little bit more for that. November seems to be the time. Well, it, it's kind of general. Um, I was going to say... Teams also around November, teams might have already dealt with injuries. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but Kirby Doc out for the year. So you might be looking for a one year guy to kind of fill that role you lost with an injury like that. So that's another thing. I mean, these injuries happen. So, but then again, it goes back to the Panthers cap space issue, which, like you're talking about with, with these guys on LTIR, you're going to have to make way for them. Mm-hmm. That's got to be Florida's like main focus. Yep. Um, but, other than that, the list is just nobody worth. Oh, Eric Stahl, 14 goals, 29 points in 72 games last year. I think Florida's main focus should be to get another goalie. No, we don't. They really bump up that salary cap. <laughs> oh, you're being funny. I was like, bruh, we got Knight in the minors. We're fine. We don't. Okay. Yeah. It's Bob is coming up to the end of his contract. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. It won't take me too long. While you're doing that, just to wrap up Eric Stahl, they do make a point of, of course, family considerations will have to be taken into account. <laughs> okay, so Bobrovsky, after this season, just two more. Um, two more years left on that horrible $10 million deal that Dale Talent gave him. <laughs> you guys should tank and get a goalie. But why are we trying to be like Buffalo where we got two prospect goalies? I, I feel like that normally with teams, I mean, think about, I mean, Colorado is such a, a outlier in this, but think about like the cup winners and they have like that. They're running back to backs. They've got a solid goaltender. I mean, Vegas ran with Aiden Hill the entire time when Tampa was winning their cups. It's Vasilevsky in the net the whole time. There, There's this. And I mean, look what happened to, sorry, Cass, but look what happened to Boston. They're running a 1A, 1B, got ousted in the first round. I think you just need to have. Because they didn't run the 1A, 1B. Fair enough. I mean, they tried towards the end and it didn't work. But The uh, last game? <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're saying Bobrovsky is going to be your Vasilevsky, uh, you need to do something this year or next year or get ready to pay for a much aged goal. No, no, no. Knight, Knight is going to be. Oh, you're goalie. saying Knight yes, is going to be your best. Correct. Vasilevsky. I mean, I he, he had an off year. He said he had those OCD issues, and hopefully that's not like, really hope that's not a reoccurring thing. Like, we don't see him. I, I don't know if you're in relapse on major OCD. I, I know very little about it, unfortunately. Um, I think it's something you kind of have to just deal with throughout your life, as far as I know. So we that would be one thing to be concerned about with Knight. 
But if he's when he's at the top of his game, he's an elite goaltender. We just have to hope he gets there. Seeing you brought it up, why don't we just jump right into the Kirby Doc injury? Yeah, sure. Obviously, that's uh, detrimental to the Canadians finishing probably above 500 this year, to be honest. He looked um, really good. You think that'll hinder them? That basically like locks them in, <laughs> in the top five lottery pick, in my mind, at least. You think so, with that injury? Do you disagree? With everyone else that they have on them? I mean, he was in there. He was their top line. He was their top line uh, winger. I mean, they were going to suck no matter what, but this makes them suck. <laughs> Ultra suck. Ultra suckage. <laughs> yeah, for, for Kirby Doc, you know, he's one of those guys that's kind of like, we're waiting for him to kind of have his breakout season. He's had decent ones, um, like last year, 38 points in 58 games, again, dealt with injuries. Um, the previous year with the Blackhawks, he was able to play 70 games, 26 points. So it seemed like last year when he was going to start really breaking out and now he's continued to deal with injuries. And we've seen other big stars get hurt by injuries and it affects their career. And and for me, even when it's not guys on my team, like it just it kind of sucks, you know, because I, I want to see, you know, a lot of stars in the NHL if it's possible. Hey, we have a whole team of them down here. <laughs> uh... I felt that coming as I heard <laughs> I, I like said that I'm like, Ethan's going to say something about the stars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I it. it I, I don't know. It just sucks. It is unfortunate. He hasn't had the opportunity to play a full season yet. And I mean, he's only 22 years yeah. old. Yeah. Is this going to be something that's going to be consistent for him? I think who's another player. Did Jonathan drew deal with injuries or was he just bad? No, he, it was locker room issues. Okay. For Tampa, at least who's, who's a guy who I feel like he was good. Got hurt. That's currently in the league. No, no, Cam it's, Neely? Only, it's like a little ago. Cam Neely, or think about Paul Samuelson sucks. I think about um here. So one guy like um, hockey royalty, Bobby Orr, right? Greatest offensive defenseman of all time, and his. He, you can just he, go with greatest defenseman of all time. You don't have to specify. Yeah, sure. The greatest <laughs> defense. I hey, I've I've advocated to have an award named after him. So you know, <laughs> um, but. You know, he's imagine if a, he had a full career. It's kind of like the same conversations people have about Mario Lemieux. These aren't the people I originally thought about bringing up, but I mean, these are people that are big in that conversation. Like, if these guys had played a, like a Gordy Howe type career, just like the stats would have been insane for these guys. So I think that it's like with even with someone like Kirby Doc, I don't, he definitely wasn't going to be up to that level. But you know, we're never we're never going to get a chance to see what he what could have been. You know. You bring up people who are plagued with injuries. I think of Eric Lindros. I mean, he right. had those concussion oh, yeah. issues. He had a lot of a lot of major problems. And I'm looking at his stats. He the the most amount of games that he played was in 2002, 2003 for the New York Rangers. He played 81 games. That's still not even a full season. Prior to that, uh, there were 72 games, 71 games. But it was like it like there was not really any one season that he played where he didn't have an issue for a full 82 games. And he had there were so many different people that were expecting him to be great and he was great you know don't get me wrong but those concussions were just giving him issues and and you gotta you gotta stay safe with things like that oh ooh, one more guy um think about and, and the islanders are still paying for this uh rick dipietro right first overall pick goaltender and they decided to run with him instead of roberto longo they trade roberto longo away to florida and rick dipietro starts getting injured and um, now they're still paying because they bought out his contract. So yeah, it's not it, even with goaltenders. It mean yeah. Is that because he was always injured, or this, was that because he sucked? I thought it was because of an injury. I thought, and then after his injury, he sucked. So it was like a bit of both. At least that's what I remember hearing. I was watching a video this morning. That's kind of how I like wake up and uh, get ready for the day. I just watch some YouTube videos about hockey history. Um, <laughs> But they were talking about for they were talking about first overall picks and how they turned out, and they were talking about Rick DiPietro. And unless this guy's intel was wrong, he said he got hurt and then just fell off hard. They're going to be paying him until the twenty twenty eight twenty nine season. <laughs> yep, that's miserable. Not for that's him. Miserable. They bought out. <laughs> they well, him. not for him. Yeah, but they bought out that contract in twenty thirteen. <laughs> oh my Wild. god. 
You know what? That reminds me. I think he would qualify for this list. Uh, Carey Price. Yeah. I know he did play quite a bit, but his big career achievements are pretty much all outside of the NHL. Well, no, I think that year he won the heart. I mean, all-time great goaltender season. Yeah, but like most people are going to point to the Olympics, how True. he performed there, stuff like that. It seemed like he would play in the Olympics, and then when it came NHL time, he was injured. Except for that and one, he, that one he's year. He's another guy on, on the books. Yeah, except for that one year. Well, uh, I mean, he, he did play multiple years, but I would say his career was definitely cut short. He could have played far longer, maybe won multiple awards yeah. if he played longer. And he's on the books for quite some time. Is he a Hall of Famer, yes or no? I mm, I think for bias, he I would think, be. I think he'll end up on there. Whether you say he's deserving of it or not is a different story, but I would be surprised if they didn't vote on him on, in there. Even if he went in, because th- you can get in just for playing in, for the Olympic team. Oh, that's right. Because right. it's not, sure it's not like NHL a, Hall of Olympic. Fame. It, it's Hockey Hall of Fame. You're, that's That's true. Do I think he deserves to be in there? No. They still have him on LTIR. He's not done done officially. I don't think they, that he's officially... I mean, I know. <laughs> I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I see your face. But I, I don't think he's going to come back either. But, I mean, <laughs> you never know. I mean, he did have I, that, I that I, Stanley Cup run. <laughs> wasn't there something about him uh, maybe taking a, an office spot with Montreal? Or has he already done that? We talked about this for someone, and we didn't know when they could execute that. We were talking if they would still have to pay the LTIR if he retired. I remember that. Well, I was going to say, I remember, the. Uh, I think a doctor came out saying they, they fear he played his last game, but I know he uh, hasn't officially filed paperwork or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. I, uh, I know that a lot of people blame Chris Kreider for what happened, too. Um, and and as a and as a Rangers fan, it's my obligation to hate the Canadians. But I really do like Carey Price, and I I wish he was able to to hoist the cup, man, because he's such a great goalie. If he could have won it with someone else, well, yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was on the team playing when the Habs went to the Cup final in that COVID year, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So he came pretty well, close. He was on the team. Oh no, I'm asking. Sorry, I was no, asking was if playing. he was playing. He was playing. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, that season yeah, he feels played 22 uh, games. so weird that I barely played, remember it. He played 22 playoff games in the 2020-21 season. Uh, 2.27 goals against average, 0.924 save percentage. Yeah, he yeah, was he did, playing. He did. Those are, those are good numbers. He was pivotal in that run to the Stanley Cup for that team. If it wasn't for him, he wouldn't have made it. Did you see? I don't know if you're looking at it. I'm looking at his uh, career stats here on Cap Friendly. Look at his other playoff numbers for the couple seasons that they didn't go as far. The year before, 10 games, 1.78 goals against average, 936. The last time they made the playoffs looks like they were a first-round exit, but still put up a 1.86, 0.933. I mean, you know, looking at his numbers, this I mean, he was elite. So that's, which, I mean, we know he won a heart. So few goalies have won the heart trophy, especially in, um, I mean, I'm thinking about Jose Theodore who randomly won the heart one year, but, uh, it still rarely happens. Um, I mean, I think he, when he won the heart, when he did that 1.96, um, goals against average with 66 games played, you know, like all Mark finished with a sub two, but with it, we talked about this quite a bit last episode, but with all Mark playing under 50 games. So he did that with 66 games played. So I think, I mean, I know you're Ethan. You're talking about like the Olympics and being that his well-known thing, but overall, I think he's had a pretty great career, even in the NHL. I I forget. I just feel like he's always injured. Yeah, in I my know. Head. And and I don't pay attention to Montreal that much, to be honest. But you, I, you haven't needed a reason yeah. to, though. I mean, That's other true. than other than what they've done um, in 2021, you know, they haven't really gotten far with him. So. I could understand why you would you wouldn't pay attention to them. I'm trying to see where he lines up with like the goals against average records. I just want to fix a mess up on me. The Bruins are not playing the Anaheim Ducks tonight. They're playing the San Jose Sharks. So my bad. Uh, done the California team. Close yeah. enough. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Crappy California team. <laughs> the Sharks and the Ducks both suck. So. Non-playoff team. Carey Price, all time, by the way, for goalies, he ranks 48th in goals against average. That's... 
Is that supposed to be good? Or? Top 50. Who's one and two? Probably going to be some like 20s, 30s goalies. Uh, Alec Connell. George Hainsworth. Oh. Tiny Thompson, when I was doing the uh, all-time starting six thing, Tiny Thompson's stats were elite, man, for Boston. He's fifth. Fifth, yeah. How many games played are they like, did those top those first two guys play? 418 and 465. Okay, so not crazy long careers, so I, but, you know, decent. Like, they're definitely in the NHL for a while. Carey Price, 712. That, that's more than I thought. <laughs> and to give you an idea, Ben Bishop, 413 games, he's ranked 17th. Would you have thought that? I, I think he, that's pretty he, crazy. When he started getting bad, he stopped playing. So <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, but he never won a cup with Tampa. He never won a cup at all. He missed out on the Tampa dynasty. All right. So just to kind of move things along, we do need to recap kind of this week two disclaimer. We are recording a little bit early this week. It is Thursday. Um, so we're going to miss some of the Friday, Saturday stuff, but you know, we'll recap what we've seen so far and the athletic has come out with a projected standings for just kind of what we've seen so far. And it's kind of similar to what we've been saying on the podcast throughout the last five, six episodes. Uh, so for the divisions, I'll just go one, two, three real quick. Uh, the, at, uh, Atlantic. You've got Toronto, Boston, Florida. Whoop, whoop. Then for the Metro, you've got Carolina, New Jersey, and New York. For the Central, you've got Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota. And Pacific, you've got Vegas, Edmonton, Los Angeles. Honestly, it sounds like the beginning of the season has not really changed too much. I think they weren't putting Florida well, at three, but uh, I don't know what they've done. No, and they had Edmonton at one. So they switched. I mean, Vegas has been off to an absolutely disgusting start. Um, so undefeated. I mean, <laughs> it's made me very sick to the stomach. But uh, I get, I get it. N- no, Vegas. Who's this? The Bruins? Oh, I heard undefeated. Sorry, they're doing pretty. I mean, only two games so far. At least at the time of this recording. Has the Athletic considered how well the Ottawa Senators are doing? Because I don't think... That's what I was thinking about. I mean, they're 3-1-0 currently, and they're sitting on top of the Atlantic, so... They have Ottawa in the the first wildcard seed. Okay, okay. So... Ottawa looks good. I watched a little bit of the game last night against uh, Washington. They, they look, look really, really good. good. And Josh Norris Josh is Norris back. looks like he hasn't missed. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even look like he missed a game. I have Josh Norris on one of my fantasy leagues. I was so excited to activate him and then see he got two goals. I was going to say, I looked at their opponents, and it was um, Washington, Tampa, and Philly who they beat. Um, I, Philly just beat Edmonton, though. So I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think. They well, Their first game, they lost to somebody on... The first they lost to the Hurricanes. So thinking about who they've beaten so far, I know you're saying the Flyers just beat Edmonton, uh, but still, I don't think the Flyers are considered a top team. Tampa's been up and down this year. I think that's how they're going to be all year, to be honest. Um, and then obviously Washington's going to be they're going to be one of the worst teams this year. I, I put them at the bottom. Uh, they can start stacking up for their on their top draft picks to replace Ovechkin. Um, Speaking of Ovechkin, just to throw this out. Oh, this is a fun stat. Do it, do it, do it, do it. The first time he has been held without a shot in two (laughs) consecutive games. (laughs) Dude, I was watching the overtime for one of their games, and he (laughs) they they had a four on three power play. He's in his office, and they give him two chances. He throws it wide, just totally off. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. It's that that old age. They got to give him some glasses. Maybe it's the pressure of that record. Depth man. perception. <laughs> but it's a little bit too early to say how well Otto's going to do just at 301. But they they have looked good, to be fair, against the competition they've faced on losing to Carolina, who's going to be one of the top teams this year, no doubt. Let me give you guys the wild card seedings. Uh, again, this is just very early, but you've got Ottawa in the first wild card spot and Pittsburgh in the second. Oh. And for the West, you've got, <laughs> ready for this, Vancouver in wild card yeah. one mm-hmm. and the Minnesota wild in spot number two. 
Dude, Vancouver beat the team they're all picking to be like first in the division two times in a row. I figured they probably a lot of people were think. I know people were thinking that first game was a fluke when they won eight one. What about the but second? They one? beat them again. <laughs> they did just lose to Tampa in regulation, though. So let's you know, True. let's give. Hey, they came close. They did. They did. Still, loss is a loss. No points in that one. True. They're not undefeated, but I mean. Consider, like I said, it's like thinking about the opponents, and even even now we don't really know who who are. We can make assumptions. That's what that's all we do. Um, we can make assumptions for who's going to be the top teams, and we assume Edmonton was going to be one of those ones. I think we talked about the teams that surprised being good. Edmonton has surprised us for being bad. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, ironically, they've they've got the the Stanley Cup win percentage odds there. Uh, Carolina's coming in first, and yep. the Stars are tied with them, both at 12% chance. Uh, the thing about the Stars is there's not enough sample size for us, for me to make a comment on yeah. it. We've just played two. We haven't lost in regulation yet, but um, after that, you've got Edmonton at 10%, ironically. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. But you know what? Jesse, it will make you feel better that Seattle is not at the bottom of this projection list. They're in the lower third, but they should be San Jose gets that spot. Ah, yeah. Well, they deserve it too. So my point I wanted to bring up is for undefeated teams. Still, you have, um, <laughs> the New York Islanders, the Boston Bruins, Colorado avalanche, Vegas, golden Knights. Who's the Can last you say those one more time for me? Cass? Cause now I know your questions. New York, New York Islanders, Boston Bruins, Colorado Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights. It would depend on who who these teams are playing next. That's what I was thinking about too, and I, I wish I just knew that. God well, damn it! The Islanders. I can tell you the Bruins. The, the Bruins so are playing fun. the Sharks. Islanders tonight. play the Devils tomorrow. Um, the Devils haven't really they pl- looked that good. No, they have. Vegas I've is. Been, I've been wishing they could do better. Vegas is tied I'd with be, Winnipeg. Honestly, right you now. want Vegas should win this game. They should, and I don't like them, but they should win this game. So if they can't pull it out, it's pretty disappointing. I mean, Winnipeg's got yeah. ten more so shots it, on it, goal right now. <laughs> Vegas feels like the safe choice, but if they lose to Winnipeg tonight, and you guys already know if they have, um, you guys who are listening, um, but if if it was before that game had started, I would have said Vegas because I just feel like I'm supposed to live in misery, and all the teams I want to lose just keep winning. <laughs> Isn't that what life is? Have you guys seen the... um... (laughs) Wait, we didn't all answer, Cass. What was your what was your answer, Jesse? Did you answer? Oh, sorry, I didn't. I uh, I think they're all going to lose together. No, I think that um, <laughs> it's it's rough because the Bruins and the Islanders both have only played two games, right? So you know, I, I think that Vegas and Colorado, Vegas has played four so far with their fifth currently in uh, in progress. Colorado is three zero and zero. I would probably say the last remaining team would probably be uh, the abs safe choice. Ooh. I was going to say Bruins, but they play the Kings and it's at the end of this or yeah, this Pacific Coast road trip, that could be a trap game for the Bruins. But I would have said Bruins. Speaking of the Kings, as the day of recording, I like that there's hockey going on. This is probably going to happen a lot for our recordings. It's kind of fun. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois scored two goals within like 16 or 19 seconds. I just saw, so that's insane. Like he's off to a, he was off to a bad start the first couple of games, but now he's now he's putting the, the the puck in the net. And he got a redemption goal against the Winnipeg Jets. That's right, he did. <laughs> and the Winnipeg Jets got screwed because Gabe Velarde is now out for the six weeks. And it, that was in the game against the Kings. So okay. Oh, Oh, yeah. I, I was just going to say, just to yes. follow up on my Bruins prediction, if the Bruins beat the Kings, they have the back-to-back with the Ducks the next night. And I think that should oh. be easy. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, but if, you get, if you get out of that, the Avalanche and Islanders play on Tuesday. That would be fun if they were both undefeated. Bruins also play the Blackhawks that day. I'm not going to lie. The Bruins got a pretty easy schedule to start off. And they have two great goalies. That's why I'm thinking Bruins, because they're keeping pucks out of the net. It does suck that they went 
They haven't played since Saturday. This kind of blows. Feels like they've had a bye week this week. The Islanders are also keeping the puck out of the net, though. I'm pretty sure they've... How many goals have they gone against? I have to look real quick. But I know that their last game was was a very low-scoring game in in traditional Islanders fashion at one nothing. So two, goal, two goals against. But that's just in two games. That's true, but... I. That's the thing with the Islanders, though, man. Is like their their goals their goals against is are relatively low, just based off of knowledge from what I've had about watching uh, the Islanders. I think that they could. I think that they could keep it out of the net for them. I hate them so much. Just bouncing back and forth. Would anyone like to guess who got the game winning goal for Calgary tonight against Buffalo? I feel like because you're asking this and I am Huberto. here. I'm going to guess it's uh, it's Jonathan Huberto. Bingo, bango. Bingo, you know, bango. Kitty Cass is back. You know, it's kind of... So, here's something. Um, in my Panthers group, um, I'm a moderator for. Somebody brought up an interesting... It, it's it's sometimes crap. Nerd. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, someone brought up this question. And I thought it was interesting. And you guys can make a comment for your own teams. But, like, do you root... For guys that were on your team and then they either go in free agency or we trade them away. And for me, I said it really depends because I am not a big fan of Marcheseau and Riley Smith. And I don't really like Huberto or Uyghur, um, but for different reasons. But and that but there's some guys that like I was talking about, like I really like Nick Bukestad and I hope to see him do well. I like seeing Vincent Trocek doing really well in New York. And that's probably just because we haven't really played those guys in the playoffs or they didn't trade and then say our fans suck. You know, that's why I don't like Huberto. <laughs> Do you not like Marshall so because he's on the Golden Knights or? No, because he. Because he, he did really he good did after really he good. left Florida. <laughs> Honestly, part of, someone replied to my comment about that is you should hate Dale Talon. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I hate Dale Talon. He, he, he was an idiot. He wanted to keep Alex Petrovic. Over Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith, we gave them Riley Smith just so they wouldn't take Alex Petrovic, who um, we traded to the Oilers for. You could, I'm starting to get angry. They traded him to the Oilers for a seventh round pick, and he couldn't make it out of the minors, and we got lost Marchessault and Riley Smith for that guy. To answer but, uh, your yeah, to, the question is: Do you root for guys that leave your team? To answer your question. I think that it's. Uh, I think that it really is dependent on on who it is, right? Like, like I I look at Pavel Buchnevich uh, over in St. Louis, and I really liked him as a player on the Rangers, and I really want him to do well. I don't really think he's taken off as as well as St. Louis was hoping for, but um, it, I it, it it for players like that, it it I would want to see him succeed in the league. Um, when we're what are you doing? <laughs> that looks so disgusting. <laughs> Distracting the hell out of me. ADHD, Seattle scored. You know? They scored a goal. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Um, so, 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 we keep all this stuff. Yeah, in. So, 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 I would like to see people like Buchnevich, uh succeed. I'm trying to think of other people off the top of my head that the Rangers have have given away. Um, there was a guy. There's a guy on on Vegas. Uh, and I hate him because he hoisted the cup and he didn't do it with the Rangers. <laughs> I forget who it is. Uh, Oh, Got to be like a third or fourth line guy if you're not if it's not right off the top of your head. I can't even think of who it is. This is um, I'm going to briefly, very briefly say this is I found out that I really suck at puck Doku. I'm really mad at it. Which two players play on the same team? All right, Cass. Sorry. No, no. While we're talking about like if you like people that are formerly on your team, for all the Buffalo Sabres fans out there, Jack Eichel just scored the goal ahead goal for the Golden Knights. They hate Eichel. I think that's sarcasm. They can hate him as long as he's got that cup in his hand. No. If there's anyone that should hate the other in that situation, Eichel should hate oh, he does more than they hate him. It's I think mm-hmm. it's that's ridiculous. I think it's mutual. <laughs> I mean, they just they destroyed his his early career and then he gets injured and they do all that nonsense with oh, it was uh, that was awful. Uh I think I don't care how much someone's paying me, they shouldn't be able to tell me what kind of surgery I can get in my body. You can go yourself you know what's think i'm thinking about you know oh. i feel like buffalo buffalo would rather be mad at eichel than their management i mean because they're stuck with their management right which if you ask them honestly honestly the answer should be management right it should um but my answer would be not just for the like i don't hate players that have left the stars 
just because they've left the stars. Um, the the one right. example I could think of would be uh, Valeri Nikushkin, and that's Nikushkin? I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Nikushkin. I feel confident I, about that. <laughs> Nikushkin no, no, say on the television. But my only reason for that it's not even because he left the stars. It's just all the drama before it. He was drafted, uh, I believe, number three overall, and super high expectations. Just was kind of mid that first season. Had a couple seasons where it was just middle of the pack play. Then he decides he's gonna. What's that? Tyler Sagan. <laughs> you know what? Kind You're of just like angry Tyler, that Sagan? Tyler Sagan left Boston. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm angry. I'm <laughs> angry that we only got Louis Erickson and a couple others for him. <laughs> hey, you got Riley Smith, but you just didn't keep him. That was maybe the best return. Oh, we on just that. dumped Gave him down to, to Florida. Us. He played on all our favorite but, uh, teams, but Nakushkin he. Except New York, I don't. I said favorite team. <laughs> uh, Nikushkin, he, he didn't play for Seattle. What are you no, talking he, about? He, I don't Did think he, he played. Play for any of Jesse's teams? <laughs> nope. Uh, Nikushkin <laughs> so left and went to Russia for a, a whole season, and then came back and in in all the games he played, scored zero goals, and then goes to Colorado, and now he's didn't great. You, uh, who, who who was that other Russian player? He was Romanov. With, no, no, no. He was with Dallas, and he's in the KHL right now. I think he also played with Nashville. Um, Radulov. Oh, Radulov. Yeah. Oh, Radulov. He, he was great close enough. Like, he, when he first got to Dallas. but You want to know as far as that like leaving for Russia thing? I feel like the Devils probably <laughs> feel the worst about that, because Kovalchuk, that was, that was gosh, that's that horrible. But, uh, but yeah, I don't really hate players that leave. Like, James Neal, he was one of the first players that left the Stars after I started following, and I just, I cheered for him. I wanted him to do good. So, do you, getting back to like the leaving for Russia thing, and uh, you've already said your piece kind of, Ethan, but Brett and Jesse, do you guys have players on your team that like left your team for overseas because they didn't get the opportunities that they thought they were going to hear that you can call off the top of your head? Alexei Heponuyemi just left for Finland, not Russia, um, because he was tired of playing in the NHL. <laughs> I can't think of anybody off the top of my head the the only person that immediately comes to my head and i don't think he really even left to go to the khl but is uh is nils lundquist who got sent to the ahl and he was like no nah, i'm not doing that and then i think he's, he's on, on the ice right now. Team now i'm right? looking at yeah. him <laughs> yeah yeah that's the only guy that i could think of off the top of my head that was like no nah, i'm not doing that and now and then he got traded and i'm pretty sure he was also a first round pick the rangers first round picks have not panned out well Hated so much. Hepo Niemi, one of the one of the all time great names that hasn't gotten popular yet. Um, he he, I think he was a second round pick. Might have been, might have been a first round pick. But we like he we kept sending him up and down. And so this offseason, he's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm gonna go the play in Finland. We're gonna just stay on one team at least. <laughs> the reason why I ask is because like obviously the Bruins have basically been stacked for center for the last let's say 15 years, and they had. Now. They had Peter Solark. They had Jacob Forsbacker Carlson. They had uh, Alex Kokolchev or something like that. And all three of those players who were pretty high, highly touted prospects all left for Russia because they weren't getting the stab that they thought they were going to mm. get around here. So I was just curious. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it sucks. I would much rather see them trade the players if they're not going to use them and try and get some capital back instead of just holding on to the players until their contract rights expire. Um, J- uh, we call him JFK, J- Jacob Forsbacker Carlson. He was supposed to be a, a number number two center, essentially, in our in our farm system, at least in the NHL. And then um, Peter Solarik was kind of mid, you know what I mean, bouncing back and forth. And the other kid, I can't, there's so many Russian names, I can't even, Kokolchev or Kok- Kokolev. But he was pretty good too. But like, whatever, off yeah. you're making a yeah, miracle. Exactly. On ice. <laughs> the one thing there. I'll say though, to play devil's advocate on the whole, I'd rather trade the player than them go to Russia. Is typically when you're when you get to the point that you're finding out the player's planning to leave, other teams are going to find out pretty quick. So trading them is is going to you're not going to get much. Sure, you could get something, but on the flip side, let's say. So for Nikushkin, when he left, he had one year left on his contract. 
So he goes over, he plays in the KHL for a year, comes back. He can't go to any other team but play in Dallas. So, you know, best case scenario, your player goes over, gets better, and comes back and is better. For Nakushkin, it just was delayed by one year. He sucked when he came back, and now he's great. So the NHL Network, before the season started, released their top 50 players right now, and we're going to go 1 through 50 and tell you them all. Like, just kidding. <laughs> I believe it. Really. Goodbye, guys. Thank you so much. Can we do top 100? No, we, we can at least... Yeah, well, yeah. Um, starting with number 99, Chris Kreider. No, just kidding. Uh, we'll go 1 through 10, and if you guys are kind of curious where anyone else is, we can kind of talk about that. Um, number 1, McJesus. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. Number three, Leon Dreisaitl. Four, Kale McCarr. Five, Pasternak. Six, Matty Kachuk. Seven, Austin Matthews. Eight, Nikita Kucherov. Nine, Sidney Crosby. And ten, Miko Rantanen. I just want to say it's so annoying that the top four is just off of two teams. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of times they were putting a Dreisaitl... I would over I would, McKinnon. I would do that. Um, I love Matty Kachuk at six. I don't know if he deserves it, but I, oh, love I think Austin. he does <laughs> over Austin Matthews, though. I know that's what I was kind of thinking. I, don't I think, think so. Matthews is a little bit better player, but I, I don't hate Matty Kachuk at six. And, you know, he's off to okay start um, so far this season. Still doesn't have a goal yet. He's put up a couple assists, um, but it's it's all because of that playoff run, right? That's the that's that's. It's kind of made almost. I mean, he's legend status here in Florida. Um, well, I'll so, do yeah. a hot take. I think Pasternak and Austin, Austin Matthews should be flipped. So I think it should be Austin Matthews, Maddie Kachuk, David Pasternak. So you're putting even your own guy below Maddie. I feel like Maddie's more of a complete play- player than David Pasternak. He doesn't. He's not as defensively sound as you would hope. Yeah, you I know? mean, Maddie Kachuk doesn't play on the PK or anything. Um, he's mostly just uh, physical more than defensive. Like he's not. Barkov or Lundell out there. Um, even, um, you know, uh, thinking about defensive, Austin Matthews, PK time I saw, because I was watching Toronto, Florida, obviously, um, after I had to deal with my annoying streaming services and figuring all that out. That was annoying. But anyways, Austin Matthews, Mitchell Marner, that was two guys out there for the penalty kill. And they dominated us uh, on the power play. It looked terrible. They almost scored two shorthanded goals. So I thought that was impressive that Austin Matthews, they trust him enough to give him some PK time. That speaks to his overall game. That's why I think he should be a little bit higher on that list because yeah. he does have a more overall game. And I mean, he could score goals. Obviously we've seen that um, with the back-to-back hat tricks. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a great player as much as I hate to say it for uh, a Toronto Maple Leaf, but I think he should be a little bit higher on that list than what that list has given him. You know, I was thinking of Ethan, um, remember when we were really excited to potentially see Austin Matthews go to Arizona? I think it's because we're tired of him being on Toronto, right? Like we'd we'd love to like him if he was on a different team. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate him as a player. I just hate what he represents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so you guys are really more looking at who's going to be the most overall best player, not just necessarily in their field of work, but like a guy who like. You know, Kachuk, he's going to do both sides. Whereas a player like the one I'm, I, I was most shocked to not hear was Robertson, obviously. That's true. He is number 13. It's Jack Hughes, Adam Fox, Jason Robertson. Yeah. Robertson made, almost made a case for the, he got some heart trophy votes. He didn't finish in the top three, but he still got some heart trophy votes last year. He, he, I think he could. Who who was in the who's number ten cast? Uh, Miko ran. Yeah, I think I think you could put Robertson over Miko there. The thing about Robertson is he started so hot. Oh well, and then just cooled off. Seattle did just <laughs> score a second goal for the first time this season. Right now, yeah, yeah, so. Alan, you don't suck anymore. <laughs> They're only losing five two. No, you know, kidding. I do want to say this about the crack. Because, and I should have said it when we were doing the review. Calm your tits, Alan. Calm your tits. (laughs) You guys are, I don't know how you guys are so shocked. How many times have I said on this podcast, you guys overperformed last year. Don't get your hopes up. You're not going to be that great this year. And I wasn't wrong. So far. Not in the playoffs this year. To be fair, I didn't think it'd start this atrociously, but. 
It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty bad. I think Seattle could use another top prospect pick. I'm sure like that's the thing like with Florida right now. I'm like, think we can't be bad. We don't have our first round pick. Like we need to be good. Like uh, some teams, like even with Chicago, they're kind of like, you know, we got Bedard, which is awesome. Maybe even Korchinski, he's looked pretty good. Um, but they're thinking we still are okay with being bad because we want to continue to build up that prospect pool. Because when you start overperforming and your team's mid, which I'd say the the Kraken kind of fall into that, um, they I would agree with that. You kind of miss out on that chance to really get better. And if Shane Wright doesn't pan out, you know they're really going to need some some top prospects. It's kind of like the Islanders. They're mid. They've been mid forever, and they yeah, got, tr- they're not great going example. Except they're on the opposite end of the start. They're starting hot. Well, we'll <laughs> see how long that lasts. But yeah, I totally agree. That's a great great. So comparison. here's here's a question for Brett and Jesse because Cass and I oh, thought. Calgary would be ahead of Seattle at the end of the season. You both thought Seattle would most definitely be over Calgary. What we've seen so far, do you stand with it? No, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I know it's so early, but man, Calgary, Calgary's looked better. Jesse better have his $20 bill ready. For <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> dude, the, no. If anyone uh, is consistent listeners, they, they'll, they'll know. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, the way that it's looking right now, obviously, I, I, I got to be real here. Like, it's not looking like that's going to happen. And as much as I hate to say it, as, you know, somebody who likes this team and wants to see Seattle succeed, it's there. They don't have, I, I don't remember who was saying it. They don't have that consistent star power um, that, that, they, that, they, that other teams have in this division. And if, the team's not scoring. They're not winning. The goaltending, that, that, that's been the issue over the last couple seasons since their beginning was uh, people were concerned about how the goaltending was going to be. The goaltending's been pretty good. Grubauer looks really good. I like the way Decord's playing. I think that, that, that right now, as it stands currently, that is where they, uh, they are showing strong. If you're not scoring goals, you're not winning, though. So, obviously, they need to figure something out there. Uh, to answer your question, no, I, don't, I, I, would take, I would take back my words. The Kraken, though, they're not doing either. They've scored three goals in four games, and they've allowed 13. Which, that's a crazy stab. My, my thing is... is um... We had the discussion a couple days ago with Alan, and um, he basically said Jared McCann is a superstar because he scored 40 goals last year. I mean, so did William Carlson the first year of the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's not a superstar either. I think the closest thing that they have to a superstar that it's going to take a couple years to develop is Matty Benares. Matty Benares I just is dropped that guy s- from my fantasy team. He's, he's a certified stud. He just needs to, he needs to mature and grow. I mean, just like anyone he's else in the kid. NHL. Yeah, he's a you kid. Know I mean? Exactly, you know? So, it, I, I, I don't hate the Kraken either. Let's just put that out there. I just hate Jesse. So. <laughs> I hate me too, man. Don't worry about it. So, I wanted to say, just like Seattle, I mean, they've got that thing that a lot of teams like to do. Well, not right now, but um, they potentially have that thing that all the great teams have, which is two top great centers, you know? And they just need them to pan out. Right now, Matty Beneers had he won the Calder last year. Um, he's off to an extremely slow start, but I would say the, the entire team roster is, yeah. is. Yeah, but um, and then Shane Wright hasn't. I mean, he was um in the juniors when you can play at seventeen. Or the exemption, right? Yeah, it's called they something else. Over, over exceptional age. status. Oh yeah, uh, he was granted exceptional status to play as younger, and normally players who do that, they're playing in the NHL instantly like right at when they're 18 they get drafted um so it's the potential's there for seattle but right now it's going to take some seasons growing pains big time i don't know the number off the top of my head about how many players they still have from their original roster um but i i feel like more than half of the original team members are still on this roster and if you look back at that that draft there was nobody on that list that really screamed or stood out, and it's still the case right now. So, I mean, they, I, I think that they have a really great future uh, ahead of them, even if not this season. 
Um, I think that they have the potential to to make a deep playoff run within the next five years. So then the question I would ask is, will Hockstall be the coach at the end of the season? I don't think so. At the end of yeah. this season? Um, I mean, they just extended him. Ooh. I don't think they'll get rid of him after the end of this season. Um, if... I think I what think they that go he, 0 82. Oh well, that's different. That's different. I think I think they'll get rid of the whole. They did lose Brandon Tanev for six weeks too. Yeah, but he's not really a stud, though. I mean, he's, he's like a third he, liner, right? He's, he's yeah, a glue he's guy. He's fast, and he, he, I I understand what you mean by that. He he definitely is a, a a locker room presence, but I don't think that him being out of the lineup is causing this sort of breakdown that that we've seen with the Kraken so far. To answer your question, though, uh, Ethan, if I, I, I think that they would give him another season, and depending on how it goes next season, then he could be gone. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think it would be harsh if they let him go. I mean, depending on how, if you go the first 20 games and you're under 10 wins, that's no one knows the meaning of harsh like Gerard Gallant. Let's just throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Or now you're bringing up Jesse's other team <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> It's okay. I'm hurt all around tonight, so no, no, no harsh feelings. At least his team got him a cab when they fired him, Brett. Dude, that was the most <laughs> embarrassing moment as a Panthers fan, honestly. I think I, I brutal, <laughs> brutal is the exact right word. And to make you feel any better, Vegas Golden Knights are five and zero. And that about does it for us this week on the Neutral Zone. My name is Jesse. This was Brett. This is Cass. And this was Ethan. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Cassidy sucks. <laughs> Go Bruins! Freeze the puck. Music for this episode was written, recorded, and performed by Robbie Padavano at Robbie Padavano on Instagram. Instagram.